like that. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare room. Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic, even the random. Yeah, I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rare room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You like that? That's a cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 1,002. I don't know See why. That. See, check it out, Dave. Check it out, Dave. <laughs> so we had my boy, um, Bill Taub on, veteran writer. And we were doing it. We were doing keep it 100 for like freaking what 20 episodes or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, "Why 100?" He's like, "You guys should be better than that. You should be bigger than that." And we we're like, Man, "Let's do a thousand and two. That's a real shit. Go, no doubt." So on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting. Uh, stories and the craft. craft. Yes, that's your favorite word. Huh? That's right. I love craft. You always, you always love stories. I love too. craft. I love people because I think people need to study some shit they before they try to, to put out some shit. shit. That's what's up. So that's what we say about that, David. We say shit like that. Shit like that. Right there, it is. So you can you can cuss on this. Right? <laughs> David's like, ooh, I can cuss. <laughs> <laughs> so look, y'all hear her voice. Yes, that's my girl, yes. Lisa B. Hey, Lisa I, just, I just got back from a. Uh, where you was it? The San Diego Comic Festival. Oh. Not the Comic-Con, which is the, the big one. Uh, it's a little bit smaller. A little bit more. The way you like it's it, right? It's a little more intimate. <laughs> and I'm excited because I get to spend like two hours talking to the uh, the animated illustrator, uh, the famous Willie Ito okay. from Disney. And he's a boss. He's in his 80s now and mm-hmm. just talking about him. So I was excited. I got to squee and meet Anne Serling, Rod Serling's daughter. <laughs> you know, I was around the nerdy people mm-hmm. and all my fan base and the guy who made my favorite cartoon, Metalocalypse, John Schnepp. Thank See what you, I John. Do with this. So anyway, I want to give a shout out to all <laughs> my, nerdy my nerdy people out there <laughs> who, were, right. who were out there hanging out, wearing our costumes and mm-hmm. wearing our little t-shirts and it was awesome. Oh. This, is what, this is what we call her the street nerd. There we go. Nerdess. Nerdess. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Y'all see what we do? We just silly over here on the rant oh, room. Oh, you see, you look, you've been looking off kind of fabulous over there. You've been hitting the gym, getting kind of cut because uh-huh. there's like uh, you said, huh, huh, like, like, because there's a light, there's a light that's bouncing off one of your biceps, yeah, yeah. and it's like kind of <laughs> blinding me on I'm the side. I'm trying to get up there with D. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You know, D hanging around La Monica and all that. Forward, you don't want to go back. Whoa, you just so whoa. <laughs> so y'all see how we do it on the rant room. Um, so yo, if you've grown. Let's get it in. Buckle up. It is. Here we so go. So I got my man, my old friend, David Merritt, y'all. Writer, director, producer. Um, what do you call yourself for your program? What do you call that? Just director of program? What is that? Yeah, I'm the creator and founder of my program. Okay, okay. All right. So we got one more hyphen to give him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Am I forgetting some shit? No, you got it. You got it. <laughs> you do martial arts? Yes, I do. Martial arts martial all that art. shit. And he's a horror fan. Oh, my God. Oh, I love horror. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're going to so, get it in. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Beep, hold beep, up. Hold wait a minute. Here we anyway, go. Check it out. Because <laughs> you know what just came back. <laughs> go ahead. Here's I it. told you we stupid. Go ahead. So now. look, mm-hmm. let's spend just a couple minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just a couple minutes. We just need this time. We got to, let's go in just for a few minutes. Okay. We got the, walking okay. the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. All right. I brought in my uh, my Walking Dead action figures. She shared it. In. I got take some pictures I got for my y'all. Michonne. Ooh. I've got Daryl. Uh, I was going to get Glenn, mm-hmm. but um, 
there's this you know there's some speculation out there in the world well, that? that you know Glenn's character might not last. I oh, don't say that. So I didn't want to spend the money well, it, because of the book. Because of the book. Because yeah. the rumor has it yes. they were going to start following the storyline uh-huh. of the book. And I'm not not spoiler spoiler mm-hmm. alert. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying there's some rumors out there. Mm-hmm. You know because you know Bob about is on his way out because yeah, Bob yeah. and got I'm, his I'm about done with Bob. Bob and got cool. his leg eaten. He done got yeah, barbecued. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I figured it was like you know uh, it wasn't worth my waste of money. To mm-hmm. buy Glenn when he might not be there, and I would be mad. <laughs> well, you got the two badasses already. You know what? They, they are the show. Mm-hmm. Like they really are the show. Yeah. I mean, I love Glenn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he should be the leader actually because he's so smart and level-headed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just so in love that he just letting that love. I don't know. Carol stepping up though. Oh, yes, Carol! Like oh my God! Like some Carol oh my right God! Right yeah, yeah, I'm like, but she could could, could Carol Carol. Mm-hmm. Bitch, could you not have picked up uh, Michelle's katana when you got Daryl's <laughs> crossbow? I know. I was like, I'm like, I know I must have been sitting there. You could, I mean, it wasn't that heavy. You no. wasn't like carrying shit. She get his fucking watch. <laughs> I know she can get a watch, <laughs> but you can't. You get couldn't a, put it behind her back or some shit. And my only clapback, because I know I usually do my okay. clapback. I'm gonna do it really quick right now because I want to make sure we give time, mm-hmm. you know, to get in with David and our, you know all the other stuff. But uh, I had to tweet this after I saw it on the show. On the, I think it was the second episode. By the way, David, this is a moment where she tells people some shit. Yeah. So the clapback. <laughs> okay. Usually we do it like later in the show. Okay. But I want to make sure we get plenty of time to get into you what you're talking about. But my mm-hmm. clapback is when I gotta like say some shit <laughs> to some <laughs> people. Speak on it. And I gotta speak on this because uh, if the church can say yay, man, it was amen heavy. Now. It was. I'm gonna testify because it was heavy on my heart. <laughs> it was heavy on my heart. <laughs> and after I saw it, I had to tweet it because it was like, look, okay, so you know they they got out of terminus. Yes. Thank right? God. Yes. And and um, you know, and everybody's all reunited. Like I, honestly, I got teary eyed at the end when oh when Daryl saw when Carol. Hugged Carol. Oh yes, I was totally teary eyed. Yes, <laughs> and I almost got a little misty eyed when I saw mm-hmm. Morgan. Oh, yeah. oh, when he came back and Morgan mm-hmm. looking all badass mm-hmm. coming in there, and I'm thinking to myself, okay. well, looking this... like somebody from Star Trek. Okay. Yes. Like Star Wars and I'm like, will this be the season, the season that maybe like Morgan can hook up with Michonne and she can get oh. some good good for once? Everybody else got somebody. <laughs> you know what? In everybody the book, else in the, in the book, book she, she getting likes... in with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And can we just give her a little? I think love? she likes the priest in the book. I can't remember. Mm. Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. I can see she, that kind of happening. Yeah, yeah. Like it needs to. But here's my argument. So after that moment happened, this is what upset me. We get to the preacher, all right? Mm-hmm. We get to the, the thing. Mm-hmm. They got to get some food, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, mind you, mind you now, mm-hmm. okay? Tyrese ain't seen his sister in a minute, mm-hmm. okay? They leave to go get some food, and what does Rick do? Hey, Tyrese, <laughs> Will you can, you, can you babysit this baby? <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you? Can it's he? Your can, it's your child. Yeah. Can Tyrese not spend some time with some girl? He doesn't care these babies. The two crazy ones, the crazy did, one, the slow one, and the baby. This fool done been babysitting <laughs> for your monkey behind. Mm-hmm. He just now seen his sister. He just mm-hmm. now seen other adults. Can, can a brother just post up and just go and get the food and you just sit and be with your children for a mm-hmm. minute? Yeah, not I was only a little that, disturbed by that too. You're yeah. not happy to spend the time with your child. You and you're telling them like it's expected. He's like, oh, I'll do any nigga, your sister had been out there. I hate to get street and bring it down to that level. But my thought was, mm-hmm. man, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? In fact, you should stay there and let Tyrese go. 
because he can take out a whole slew of zombies by himself. <laughs> but no, you're going to leave him behind to babysit your okay. baby for Was you. Was it not like 30 of them surrounded him last You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Came out just sweating, didn't he? And then just this season, when he was babysitting the baby, yeah. a dude threw him outside. Oh, that's he took where we're zomb- That's yeah. the dude you want to go yeah. get the food. Rick, mm-hmm. you need to babysit your own kid. <laughs> and stop. Stop bullshitting. But anyway, that's my clap. That's all I that's got good. to say. That's, that's all good. I got to say. Babysit your own kids. Watch <laughs> you your own babies. What do you think about the show this season? Man, absolutely love it. I feel mm-hmm. they're taking it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. You know, usually it starts off slow, but mm-hmm. this season it came in with a bang. Mm-hmm. And it really changed um, truly, really changed the dynamic. It mm-hmm. made it more of a life and death situation. Bam, right yes. on the top. That, so that, it was an explosion. That, see, that opening literally an explosion right. was like... That, that was one of the best premieres I've ever yes. seen. Yes! I mean, because I must have watched it twice it was that good. I watched I it like, twice because yes. you have action, mm-hmm. you have personal relationships. Yes. All in a do or die situation, yes. mm-hmm. which brings out character, which oh, brings God. out story, mm-hmm. and it's only uh, pretty much an afterthought. A compliment um, is the zombies. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really the interpersonal relationships, what people will do in a life and death situation. Yeah, the show isn't really about the dead. It's no. supposed to be about the characters mm-hmm. right. surviving in that. Right. World, you exactly. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Dave. Mm-hmm. So, if given that decision at the end when they first got a terminus and they said, "Do we go back and kill them all?" Or do we just keep moving? Would you have gone back and killed them all? Because Rick wanted to do that. And that was the one smart thing yeah, Rick had was, ever done in his shit. whole time. He's, yeah. I've been watching the show. Mm-hmm. Would you have gone back? Being in that world, you have to, we have to um, take ourselves out of the world we're in now. True. You understand we have to have an apocalypse, Armageddon kind of mentality. All right, Davey's mm-hmm. going to go kill him. That's what, that's what, you, <laughs> what you're telling me is. And we so, going to roll, roll up on some mugs, all right? <laughs> I'm saying, go get Pookie in there. We about to go oh, down yeah, here and uh, do some stuff. Remember, you were just on a trough. You know, your neck was there at a trough right. to be slaughtered. Right. Mm-hmm. So these How people have to be you? dealt with. Yes. These people yes. have to be dealt with yes. and destroyed. I feel you. Why you have them on the run? And so it's with like the chance of them running and running into you again and recouping, yes, you know, which they did. So mm-hmm. they have to be exterminated, yeah, because there, right no, there was no certainty that they got them all. Mm-hmm. They I, got a lot well, they of know, them, yeah, they know they didn't get no, them all. They were yeah. shooting at them as they were running away, true too. That, true and that. I think the thing that people worry about is the morality. One of the things that I thematically I think they're going to have to deal with this season, they've been dealing with a lot uh, all along, but now with this particular group of people who are cannibalizing mm-hmm. other people, is the morality the idea of. Where do you cross cross the line in terms of a humanity? Do you allow people to live because you're in a world where every life matters? Sure. Or, you know, but uh, to me, no. The rules have changed. But we see, but see, there's, changed. there's a beautiful dynamic going on right now, a struggle between Rick and Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Both of them represent something different. Tyrese represents humanity mm-hmm. and morality. Whereas Rick, you know, is more cutthroat in understanding the world in which they're in. Mm-hmm. Much like Bob was saying, you know, you got to change your point of view because we're going to save this world and have to leave this behind. Right. And then we, well, see, Rick, what ha- then we see what happens to Bob. Well, Rick, Rick made that bold statement to Carl. You know, he basically told him, you know, you're going to do some shit. Right. You know, get over that. You know, where we're going is going to be a good place. You know, I need you to step up. Mm-hmm. And if a motherfucker is in your way, you can't trust nobody. Nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he definitely made that statement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just wanted to go in on that for a few minutes. <laughs> yes. Because we got a horror dude here. I mean, yes. you write plenty of other shit. Right. But I know like you and I, we write a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. horror still is like number one. Mm-hmm. If we could just write horror, we'd be doing horror. Right. <laughs> right. However, sometimes you got to write a mouthpiece and some other shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> to get right. in the game. Right. 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 If they're selling boots, like, you can't make sandals. You got to make boots. <laughs> 
So like I said, y'all hear him. That's David Merritt. So let's let's do a little just give us a little gist on like your background, where you're okay. from and how you got into the game. Okay. And then we'll spend talk, talk, time talking about your, your your projects. Cool, cool. Well, I'm from Durham, North Carolina, Southern mm-hmm. boy, born and bred. Um, I first got into um, art, painting, sculpture since I was two years old, just drawing on walls mm-hmm. and love to tell stories. I remember my fifth grade teacher said, um, it'd be great if he just would stop having all these cartoons around the work right. and he turns in his homework. <laughs> he just, just doodling. Just, uh, teacher, see, teacher's a dream killer right there. <laughs> Let that baby doodle right. He's getting the work done, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, is, but is the question right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Two plus two, if the question is right, he can have Godzilla drawn on the side of the paper. Uh-huh. That's just part of the entertainment. Mm-hmm. I give you the answer, and then you got a little story to go with it. There's you a go. little ninja or two. You got it. And so um, just became very, um, I guess, entrepreneurial since I was young. I was selling comic books, you know, back when I was seven, eight years old mm-hmm. in the elementary school, and I always just loved to tell stories. Okay. So when I got to college, uh, I was arting in painting and sculpture. That was my uh, major. And then I found out about video art. Oh, really? Painting and sculpture? Was yeah. Wow. Interesting. I never knew yeah. that about you. <laughs> you learned some shit every day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was all about painting. So I just wanted to be an artist. I wanted mm. to be a visual artist, commercial artist. Okay. And we were the number one school. East Carolina University was the number one commercial art school. Okay. Wow. But you then, know, I can see that now. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I can huh? see that now. Now I think about how you see shit in the lens. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Okay. Oh, mm. That makes you. sense. Mm. That makes sense. So I was always into, you know... Michelangelo, um, Gauguin. Um, you mean Ninja Turtle? Who are you talking about? <laughs> Leonardo. <laughs> and uh, I just love the palettes in which they used. And so when I saw the medium of film, that was just something in which I know I could tell stories to a mass amount of people and right. still do my art. Right. And so right away I got into documentaries. Okay. And so uh, I made a documentary. And I worked with um, the award-winning, um, they're called The Empowerment Project. Is that the and one you did, like Watts Towers or some shit? Oh, uh, no, no, that? That, that was for a cable station. But that was later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. but that got a local Emmy nomination. I want to see that, dude. Oh, nice. I want to see yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I worked with um, this empowerment project. They did an uh, Iran Contra scandal. Mm-hmm. They did a documentary when they won um, an Academy Award. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so Barbara Trent was so helpful with me of doing my master's thesis. Mm-hmm. It's called um, Don't Believe the Hype. <laughs> it was a, a fight for a freestanding black culture center. So this is the first time ever that scholarship black athletes were fighting for something in which they could possibly lose their scholarship. Wow. That's why it was so big. These right. athletes were standing up to be counted and said, hey, we need represent- representation here on campus. Right. Wait, I want to see that one too. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a great accolade yeah. from Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. And um, now to this day, to get your master's thesis at mm-hmm. University of North Carolina in film, you have to watch my film. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> Give Thanks me some up. I gotta get. It just felt very. Just so proud. y'all know, we had to give my high five okay. on that. That's some real shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it just hit home when I met a sister at the um, directors guild, mm-hmm. and it's just um, I was there watching a film, and it's just like David Merritt. I'm yeah. like, hey, yes. So I went to Carolina. I was like, oh great. It's like, look, y'all understand this is David Merritt right here. <laughs> you gotta watch his film to right. graduate the course. Right. right. And so it hit home to me at that point that you never That's know good. who is watching when you're doing your work. And to some people, you may be nobody. Somebody else, you may be a trailblazer mm-hmm. or an icon mm-hmm. or just somebody who's, who's doing work that's important. Right. So from that day on, I started getting on my shit, getting on my grind, mm-hmm. um, doing my craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, much to, um, is the joke that we mm-hmm. have. I can laugh and joke all day. Mm-hmm. 
but don't fuck with my craft. Right. <laughs> right. 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 My boy Ellen will say, um, you messed with his craft, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking about your mama, yeah, isn't it? See furniture <laughs> flown everywhere. Yeah, that's right. All, all hell just broke loose. <laughs> you can do anything. Just don't fuck with okay. his craft. Just don't fuck with his craft. Okay. That's all I say. Exactly. <laughs> but um, from there, um, a producer, Tom Mount, saw my um, project, mm -hmm. Don't Believe the Hype. And um, then I made um, a short dramatic film depicting domestic violence called Rain Dance. Mm -hmm. um, that was a. Yeah, this, um, this, this harsh, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we wanted to make it graphic mm -hmm. and realistic as possible so people can understand the importance, as we see today with the Ray Rice controversy. Yes. Mm -hmm. People need mm -hmm. to see the importance of this tragedy that's taking place in everyone's homes. Right. Sure. And so I just want to do something I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. And from there, man, things just skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. um, Tom Mount then flew me out here to LA. Um, I just had left for my internship at Sony Pictures. And so then I got my first. Um, what was that? What was that like for the internship thing? Was it was that? great. It was. Um, I was working on a TV show, and um, I just remember this producer. She was just, man. She was hard. She was mm -hmm. tough. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm showing up there. I was like, I don't know if you know, but if you come to LA, <laughs> tell him. Tell him. You from down <laughs> south? Only thing I'm thinking, man, I don't want like a country bumpkin. <laughs> I don't want okay. I don't want to be out of place. Uh -huh. First thing they do is drop me off. I'm outside the the address of Sony Pictures. I'm not even through the gate with all my luggage. I'm just sitting out there looking crazy. <laughs> did you have, wait, wait, did you, did you have a little box of bologna sandwiches and chicken that they, that they pack you up when you go up, no, when you go up North, I wish I would have had a sandwich. Okay. I'm just sitting out there and I have to call the producer and she has to come drive through the lot and pick me up. Aww. And so she brought me in and I'll never forget what she said to me. You know, um, I'm just running around trying to get things done, you know, on this um, pilot episode of a TV mm. show. And, um, you know, we're running back and forth trying to make this show work. And I'm saying, um, I can't get through. I can't get that. She said, you know what? Don't come to me with problems. Come to me with, with solutions. solutions. Hello. I said, whoa. Mm -hmm. That would hit me at that point. And I used that from that day on. Mm -hmm. That I, whoever I worked with, I always want to come with solutions. Mm -hmm. Never tell them the problem. They know the problem. Right. They want to know what can you do to solve that problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And so whether I'm dealing with someone, I always want to make it a win-win situation. What do you want out of this experience? Mm -hmm. I know what I want. What can I give you? I want to make sure it's something in which we can both have a win-win. Right. And we both can um, go to, to the next level. Right. Right. That's what's up. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, so that brought you out here. Yes. Right. Um, that brought me out here. Then I worked with Tom Mount. He's the um, former uh, president of Universal Pictures. Um, he had already did Bull Durham with his mm -hmm. own company. So that was his name, the fame. Right. He was from Durham, North Carolina, like right. myself. So we saw my films, and that's when he moved me out here. Okay. We did our first development deal. Mm -hmm. um, it was um, for a film called Time Bomb. Mm -hmm. um, that, the other co-producer of that was George Jackson. He was from Elephant Walk. Right. Mm -hmm. They were the first ones to have a green light power in Hollywood, the first yeah. black producers right. ever to have the green light. Yeah. They made Walking Dead, Jason's Lyric, right. and it was important because you know they were made kings by the Kingmaker, I would say. That was, was a big deal when yeah. those movies mm -hmm. and those yeah. films came out. It was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, some, they got a green light. They mm -hmm. can do some stuff. And it was just like building from that. Yeah, you know? it was like they don't have to ask anybody. They were made kings by Quincy, Quincy right. Jones. Right. And so that's when they got their deal. Right. So it was just powerful for me to be able to get on the phone and talk to George Jackson, mm -hmm. talk to Tom Mount. And I didn't understand the power of that until I moved out here that to even get these people on the phone, they would mm -hmm. stop what they were doing and speak to me on the phone. Okay. And that was just incredible. To, and so when I moved out here, we did our first deal. Um, Time Bomb, 
just to give a quick rundown, sure. was about a, a black lawyer in a law firm. And after um, 15 years, he's uh, unceremoniously uh, fired. Mm -hmm. Now he gets on a subway train. Suddenly, the train is taken over by three black militants <laughs> who put all the white passengers on trial. What? Judge, jury, and executioner. Oh, that sounds like your type of movie, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. What is Brother That's Man going to do? <laughs> That's a good premise. I like and that. And so um, that was a, a great project. Unfortunately, George Jackson passed away. Yes. That's right. Yes. And we were already in negotiations. Mm -hmm. So from there, Tom Mount then went on to create HollywoodBroadcasting.com mm. at the LA Film School, which he was also one of the founders as well. Okay. We then created the first hip hop internet talk show, mm -hmm. and that was hosted by now the iconic uh, Sway oh, yeah, on the yeah, morning yeah, show yeah. MTV yeah. News. Mm -hmm. So that was the first show he was actually on camera, oh, and okay, we did yeah. a lot of yeah, we did a lot of great work. I'll put him on, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Just yeah. being a, be able to create your own show and that was a great training ground to learn how to write, direct, sure. deal with inner office politics mm -hmm. and we were really what 10 years ahead of our time it was 2001 mm -hmm. so right. we were creating but no mm -hmm. one had a t1 connection at their homes mm -hmm. to be able to connect but we were already doing what's being done now right that many years ago right so back what what was you what were you doing back then just like were you just floating all over the place mm -hmm. were you no. behind the camera what were you doing i back was then? producing i was in head of the show so i okay. had to create the show i had a head writer who was working mm -hmm. with me on the show and we just created, um, we were doing extreme sports meets hip hop okay. um, with DJ Quick, who was going to come on. We had, you know, mixing on stage and mm -hmm. we were just really getting to the hip hop culture, bringing mm -hmm. it out to the public. Mm -hmm. okay. And um, from there, um, because like I said, the only thing about the business plan is that, is that people did not have um, the T1 connection to be able to go to the internet. So that was the major flaw in the business sure, plan. Right, sure, sure, um, right. From there, I went on to direct music videos. I directed uh, um, Ludacris' first music video. Did That's a, a fun one, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that? This is the first one with uh, DJ Nabs and Ludacris. Okay. Okay, this was um, with Criss Cross, Ludacris, mm -hmm. and so he was just um, another rapper in ATL back then. Really? But he just had this charisma. Mm -hmm. You know, you just knew something you know was special about mm -hmm. him. Um, and then I went and did countless other music videos. And um, um, that's when um, I finally got to uh, WWE in uh, 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. and, um, now, how did that happen for you? How did you get that, that was funny. I was doing martial arts, um, mm -hmm. doing kung fu with my instructor, mm -hmm. and he owned his own video game company. Shout out to Ron <laughs> Franco, <laughs> putting me on. And so we do Sansu Kung Fu. Okay. And so he had his own video company, Hydrogen Whiskey, and they would always do the sound. I love that. <laughs> that is a good time. It's a dope night, right? Uh -huh. And so he um, did his. Um, he did all the um, voiceover work for WWE. Oh, okay. And so he asked me to come in and do a character. Mm -hmm. So I did a character. I loved wrestling since so I was a kid. Watch wrestling, laying, you know, sitting on my grandfather's lap, <laughs> just watching all the wrestlers. Mm -hmm. That's all my mom does. Okay. Watch WWE. I just Aww. loved it, man. Just loved it. And this was back in the South where we had uh, Mid Atlantic Wrestling. Okay. For people who know Chief Wahoo McDaniel and all the other cats, Greg Valentine, <laughs> all of these people just who we grew up with. So we loved wrestling. Mm -hmm. And so, and I was like, man, I would love to do that. That would be mm -hmm. like a dream job. So I saw how the scripts were written, went back home. Wrote, wrote an original script. Really? At that point, WWE was looking for writers. It was in the Hollywood Reporter. Turned in my script, and then, like, one in a million shot, they called me. Really? They called wow. me. They said they loved it. They did a phone interview, and they flew me out to Stanford, Connecticut, 
And I met with Stephanie McMahon, mm -hmm. did a great interview, and <laughs> I got the job. Wow. <laughs> oh so my is that God. where you had to go? You had to go back to yeah. Carolina? Or no, no, I moved to Stanford, Connecticut. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so they give you a condo out there, then you go on tour with all the wrestlers, you go around the country to different countries. Shut up, wow, how fun is that? You did, you did a bunch how of episodes. How fun right? is yeah. that? Yeah, I did about 40 episodes and six TV movies. Wow. Yeah. So, because um, we're constantly working, so mm -hmm. we're working at... The beautiful thing about that, I would say, is like a boot camp for filmmakers mm -hmm. because they have you writing and directing. You're directing backstage, sure. directing skits. So mm -hmm. it's improv. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's like a circus because you have a, a live you know, audience there. Mm -hmm. You're talking about 20,000 people sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. Cheering and screaming. Mm -hmm. And it's just incredible. The energy comes mm -hmm. about. And plus, then you have the interrelationships with the, the wrestlers. But it's all real, right? Well, no, what's, what's real? Do, what's, do what, not burst my bubble. What's more real? Do not that, burst my yes, bubble. Yes, it's real because you are really getting hit well, in the yeah, head. People, you, people are having blood and shit. People are getting out. really hit in the head with okay, chairs. Good. People are getting really hit in the head good. with uh, hammers. Or something. I've seen crazy stuff. Oh, good. And so people are really falling from, what, 20 feet from ladders. Mm -hmm. Very good. And so their bodies are shattering. It's crazy <laughs> on the body. Mm -hmm. And so some of these guys, like Kurt Angle was literally the most dangerous guy you want to meet because mm -hmm. other wrestlers knew they were scared of him because mm -hmm. you know people who really know their stuff mm -hmm. and you know showmen. Mm -hmm. So it's right. a difference between someone who knows their craft and can be a showman. So it was certain guys who were just natural leaders and natural performers. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you a question. I was watching a documentary the interview, um, Dan Rather, I think, he was interviewing um, Gene Simmons. Mm -hmm. One of the best interviews I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. It was just something about Gene. He's just mm -hmm. so smart. Mm -hmm. He's actually the guy behind Kiss. It's not about Paul Stanley. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all the rest. It's him. Mm -hmm. And he, they were, he was asking about, and this ties into what you were just saying. Okay. He, he was asking about, you guys have been around for 40 years. How come you don't make any new songs? And he says... I learned long ago that groups that keep making new music have to keep reinventing themselves. Mm -hmm. He said, why change it when it works? Right. We give you the best show you've ever seen in your life. Uh -huh. We just need to give you the best show. Right. He says, because mm -hmm. if you come out with a new song, if it's not a hit on the radio, mm -hmm. and you try to play it in a fucking amphitheater, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. People are going to be sitting there like, what the fuck are y'all singing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where uh -huh. is the hit that I want to hear? Right. And he said, I learned that years ago. That's going to be our drive. That's how we need to do it. So where I'm going with that is, mm -hmm. <clears throat> because I'm a big mixed martial arts fan, so mm -hmm. I like the UFC and all that mm -hmm. other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so when I see that, I'm like, eh, I can't really compare it to that because to mm -hmm. me, it is fake. However. It's real. Huh? However. <laughs> don't you. Don't how, I have this argument with my mom because mm -hmm. I'll come to the house and she'll be watching this mm -hmm. shit. I'll be like. Come on, mom. Can we see some real shit? Mm -hmm. And she'll... Well, I'm going to say shit. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know I know. You saying and shit she'll, she'll, be, and she'll mm -hmm. say, they're entertaining me. Mm -hmm. Which is what Gene is trying to say. Mm -hmm. Let you two keep coming out with a new album. Mm -hmm. We'll keep entertaining them, making way more money than they do. Mm -hmm. You feel mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. So... I don't know what made me say that shit, but it's, I just, no, it's just about entertainment. Yeah, it's, it's about entertainment. That's what they'll tell you all day. They'll tell you they're sports entertainment. Yes, that's what WWE is. I mm -hmm. mean, and it works. You know, they make billions of dollars. I mean, he's a billionaire. Oh yeah, and they have their mm -hmm. own internet network now, and mm -hmm. as well as they have, you know, countless. What they're in the movie industry. Mm -hmm. They help finance a lot of movies. You know. From Oculus recently to the Holly Berry movie, it was um, also oh, really? a hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they are behind the scenes 
producing a lot of product without having WWE superstars in it as well. So they're diversifying what they do. Mm-hmm. At the heart of it, they're still about entertainment. Right. So from there, I learned a lot about wanting to start your own company mm-hmm. to brand what you're doing. Because with uh, WWE, you're still an employee, no matter sure. what, from the wrestlers, you know, who use their bodies up and they no longer have, you know, certain mm-hmm. health insurances. Mm-hmm. And that's just a, a matter of fact. Sure. To the writers who are not part of the union. Mm-hmm. And so I had a great time. I remember <laughs> that you were, you were, it took you a long time to get all those credits on IMDb because yeah. you were, you had to almost right. fight to make sure that they right. did something. But I remember yeah. it took you a while mm-hmm. right. to get yeah. those on. Yeah, you have to make sure that you get accolades for what you did, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. But once again, it was fun. I never took anything away from it because once I did the, um, with the TV show, I then went on and came back to LA and I did the video game and I went back oh, on really? tour again. Okay. And so, so that was. Tell, tell the writer, listen, yeah. we all, you know, we're a writing mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Now, what is, what is that like writing okay. for? Because I know you love that shit. Mm-hmm. What's it like writing for a video game? And what's. I can tell you both. I can tell you writing for the show mm-hmm. and compared okay. to the video mm-hmm. game. Uh, mm-hmm. For the show, there's two kind of writers. Mm-hmm. You want to be, um, one of uh, the writers is something, somebody who creates storylines. Okay. You want to make a, nice round storyline, story arc for the characters mm-hmm. to bring them from point A to point B to maybe even point A again. But you want to make a nice story in which people can cheer for. Okay. You know? Um, I think the best, one of the best stories is um, you look at um, my man John Cena. Mm-hmm. He was just, you know, hardcore, supposed to be street guy, but also he strikes a chord with kids, mm-hmm. you okay. know? And he's just supposed to be anti-establishment so to speak mm-hmm. um but he has a long he, you know he, he he stands the test of time mm-hmm. people love that character and then you have the bad boy you know you um have um different guys we call the heels okay. and those are called the bad boys mm-hmm. and um those characters also strike a chord because you want to make sure you have a heel and you have a baby face baby faces are the good guys mm-hmm. and then right when they get to a certain height for example, The Undertaker used to be a heel, but he mm. got so popular, mm-hmm. he became a babyface. Oh, really? So you want to be able to turn those characters to strike a chord because you get a character like The Undertaker, he is iconic. Mm-hmm. That's somebody who's just going to pretty mm-hmm. much print money for you and your company. Right. <laughs> and so you want to keep, you know, you want to keep The Undertaker part of him, but you want to make different aspects to keep the characters interesting. Right. Sure. And, you know, you saw him from being someone raising from the dead to mm-hmm. almost like a Dracula figure, mm-hmm. to a zombie figure, mm-hmm. but they all were components of that character. Mm-hmm. Sure. Dark. Dark. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, dark. Right, right. But someone you can cheer for. Right. You know, but he is, he was, and to this day, the um, one that all the wrestlers look to. Right. If you go back to the behind the scenes, excuse me, this is kayfabe. I don't want to, that's a <laughs> circus term. I don't want to pull back the veil. I want to tell you too much. But bottom line, he's the one who's most respected. If there's any storyline or something iconic's gonna go on, you gotta run it through him first. Okay. Mm. And so, um, plus he's one of the most, man, he's the best entertainer. Mm-hmm. He can really entertain and tell you a story and right. make, and the moves that he d- he does on, on stage are incredible. Mm-hmm. To be seven feet tall and be able to move like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just an incredible professional. At the heart of it, he's a professional. Okay. okay. So number two is that then, if you're not a story um, writer, you want to be a character writer. Mm-hmm. You want to write the characters, you know, that are created. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was doing. I was ch- trying to create new characters. Oh, nice. You know, um, and 
And when you get that new Any, wrestler, are you proud of that you? Oh yeah, there? a couple of people I'm proud of, right. but you know I can't really say right, those right, intellectual right. properties. <laughs> right. But I'm very proud of them. Right. And, you know, Could you, you squiggle it on a piece of paper <laughs> and just slide it to me, and I won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just such a great training ground because okay. you're working with you know raw talent that comes straight out of um, we'll say the minor leagues and coming to the main stage, mm-hmm. and you're working together as a team and you're creating characters, and then you feel like a proud papa when you see that character on stage and performing. Nice. You know, mm-hmm. so um, that's the part of being a writer on the uh, the WWE stage. Okay. You take those characters, you take those stories, you see how they grow, see how they play from arena to arena. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that. It's like a double gratification. You have the gratification as a filmmaker to see it on television immediately, and yeah. then you have the gratification of a stage play because you oh, see it right there in front okay. of twenty thousand mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say I loved it because it, it worked on two different levels, right. and um, from there. To then work on a video game is great because you really work into the character once again, but you're working with just the voice. Mm-hmm. So these characters will come in and do their voiceover work. Mm-hmm. And my job as a video game writer is to do what's called branching. You want to create stories that can go from A to B, B to then branch off to C mm-hmm. and to D. It's mm-hmm. All these different areas of story can go. Mm-hmm. And also I was a story editor, so I had to make, tr- make sure that whatever they were speaking was true to that um, wrestler. Mm-hmm. to that character sure. and so I had to make sure they were speaking in the right way the right catchphrases it's a lot of work it is all those kind of things yeah. so wow. you just want to make sure they're on point okay. you know mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun wow. a lot of fun no, I just wanted to segue on that segue <laughs> segue on that because I know a lot of cats who listen to the show mm-hmm. Like Lisa, if you could write a video game I'm sure you'd be doing one in a heartbeat oh my god one of those you know? horror ones that are just scary <laughs> yeah. and creepy and ugh there's mm. some there's some really good ones mm-hmm. um yeah. I would say hit hit up those video game um, companies because they're always looking for writers. Mm-hmm. Right. Show examples of your work. Mm-hmm. Either take a storyline and expound upon it, make something unique so they'll say, oh, wow. So not only do they encapsulate, they understand what we're doing, mm-hmm. they can expound on that and go to another place. Right. That's what I was able to do with my story, which struck a chord with them. Okay. And the lady showing us around was like, you guys know you hit a lot, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. not many writers are invited in. Mm-hmm. You know, we pull off the street. A lot of people are brought up through the wrestling right. companies okay. right. who are born and bred into West wrestling. So right. did it help the fact that you came from there, though? They already knew who you were? Or was that just the company was completely different from them and you had to who, submit the, the, the rest of the, the video game company? Oh, yeah, that very much helped. By me uh-huh. having a cachet of saying I'm from WWE, mm-hmm. they knew... I legitimately knew the product. Yeah. I knew the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I was just two months out of them. I just moved back to okay. L.A. in late September, and I got hired late October, and I was okay. on the road by December okay. going back around the country. Wow. And, uh, so yeah. how long does, does it take to make a video game like that, to write? It, it, it takes about, it depends on how long you're on the road. Um, we were about four or five months. Okay. Because we wanted to get all the characters, and all the characters are on tour, mm-hmm. and you want to bring them in to do their work, and then... You give it off to the animators to then create from that point. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. oh, that's interesting. I'm fascinated by it. <laughs> no, I just find it find it interesting. Um, so you did that. So what, what finally got you? Well, um, from that point, you know, that's when the economic crash happened. You know, and yeah. so so we're around 2008. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 2008. Uh-huh. So you know, you um, was great. I had some severance from um, the video game. And I had to. I wanted to reinvent myself. I said, "What makes me happy?" Mm-hmm. And I used the lesson of what I learned at WWE. I said, instead of making someone else rich, I wanted to make my own name and make my own brand. Okay, be your own boss, bitch. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so that's when I created King David Films, right. mm-hmm. and I wanted to then um, 
not only write because I was getting frustrated of just writing scripts and looking for financiers Mm -hmm. and going through that whole dance of getting close Mm -hmm. and then financiers pull out because of the economic crash. Mm -hmm. We're very close on a film, which we'll talk about a little later, called Hangman, Mm -hmm. which had two financiers in place ready to go. And then because of the housing crash, one had to pull out. And so after that being exasperated, in 2010, mm-hmm. um, I decided to do my own web series, mm-hmm. and that's when I came with Mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mouthpiece is an urban entourage meets the hangover meets swingers. Nice. <laughs> so we just want to show these five guys um, who are living in L.A., who are trying to find sex, romance, uh, fame. Did I mention sex? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of sex in this one. <laughs> and just trying to be uh, a. I gotta mod- say the one, the one in the bathroom. That's one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just it's done well though, uh-huh. but it's sexy as hell. Thank you. And Thank I'm you. a gay man. It's sexy. As <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we just touch on the taboo things, and we just touch on um, being a modern man in this society, mm-hmm. and how hard it is. And so we just wanted to focus on these guys who follow their own rules, their own codes, their mm-hmm. own laws of how to make it in L.A. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we take a, a young guy, like a fish out of water story, straight out of North Carolina, and he's with these group of guys. And they get into crazy adventures mm-hmm. and escapades. And what happened is that with the help of Hilliard and Catherine Taylor Smith, we were able to do such a great job. Um, and that the production was so crisp, mm-hmm. we're able to secure the DP from Mad Men. Nice. Shout out to Steve Mason. Oh, Steve was he a pushed those cameras to a point that we had such a product, we're able to walk in anywhere with mm-hmm. this product. So it went from a web series to a spec pilot right. within you know less than two years. Wow. So we um, we shot an extraordinary amount of um, shots mm-hmm. in just three days. Excuse me, four days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shot a spec pilot in four days. Wow. And so that's we were all of. over the city, <laughs> all <laughs> over the city. We, we were kicking. all over the place. We were not. Excuse me, we were not bullshitting. Yeah, okay. We were not playing. <laughs> we had those scenes. We had those scenes worked out and on point, and we had the most beautiful locations. Mm-hmm. If I say to anyone, please, when it comes out, watch Mouthpiece. This is how you do guerrilla filmmaking in right. Los Angeles. And make it look good. Even, look at the trailer. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The trailer is a beast. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to see the trailer, go to YouTube, look up Mouthpiece Fire Reel. Mouthpiece Fire Reel. And you'll see what we're able to do. A bunch of young filmmakers. Mm-hmm. We got out there. We kicked ass. We had great producers. We had a great crew. Mm-hmm. We had a dynamic cast. People who are on point with their lines. Who are and all the over the place now. You see them yeah. in everything now. In everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to LaMonica Garrett. Definitely. Sean Pullman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson, Jackson McQueen. Yeah. And a shout out to Rainy Branch. Mm-hmm. Who's the kid? Um, my man Josh Perkman. Josh, that's it. Mm-hmm. He, uh, introducing him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also, a big print model. He's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's doing a lot of good work. Everything, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Costas, mm-hmm. he's one of my producers as well, mm-hmm. and um, also um, just so many people came together. And just speaking about the product itself, when we finished the spec pilot, we were able to walk into, um, we had a pitch meeting, we met with Showtime, we met with HBO, we met with TBS, and they loved it, mm-hmm. meaning they loved the product, they just wanted more <laughs> of the writing, mm-hmm. they wanted to see more episodes. Right. And we had so much um, accolades from people more so in the feature world. Right. So we didn't stop. We just kept shooting. Just kept shooting. Okay. And so lastly, we just shot 2013 in December. Mm-hmm. We wanted to give more of um, 
get more in depth about the characters. Okay. Give more meat. Mm -hmm. I met with another writer, Lena Waite, mm -hmm. uh, from um, Dear White People. Dear White People. Mm -hmm. And she gave me some great notes. He's on Bones now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah. And mm -hmm. Hill, your guest, gave me some great notes. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get behind, besides just the fun mm -hmm. and the craziness and the adventures that do happen here in Los Angeles. Right. We wanted to get into really interpersonal relationships. Mm -hmm. Pretty much what's the wreckage that happens, you know, in a relationship, mm -hmm. you know, um, after the craziness, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so we um, were very blessed to have Jess Mesa. She came in and did a great job with LaMonica Garrett. Mm -hmm. um, and we really did some great scenes to make this a feature film. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we are today. Mm -hmm. We now have um, Mouthpiece, the feature film. We're finishing up post. That's and we're up. getting ready for um, AFM. Nice. I got yeah. another one. Oh, my God. So that's proud. Yeah, Thank you very much. You. See, we always talk about the progression on things uh, mm -hmm. all the time. And even because we, we both teach like classes on. Mm -hmm. So you have a short. Now let's make it into a pilot. Or let you have a pilot, let's make it into a feature. Mm -hmm. You have a, a feature, let's make it into a pilot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So all mm -hmm. you did was do the reverse. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. add on to it or expand right. on it mm -hmm. or get rid of and continue. You know exactly. what I mean? And to me, that's why I always say your, your scripts and your projects don't die. If you don't let them, right? You know exactly. what I mean. It exactly. depends on 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 how much you decide to put into it. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean. So I think that's a good thing. So now you fully expanded it, expanded into a full feature film. Because mm -hmm. exactly. I know there was tons of things that didn't make it to the mm -hmm. to the uh, to the to the pilot. So I know mm -hmm. you had things you probably could pull from, mm -hmm. you know, and, ex and expound upon, uh -huh. and what what worked better. And which we just wanted to show, we wanted to be original in the sense that we wanted to see some unique characters. Mm -hmm. We're, we're is black gentlemen. We're not talking about drugs. Yep. We're yes. not talking about street crime. Yeah. It's They're all successful for the most all part. All successful. Yeah. Yeah. Just some young regular men. dudes. Yeah, just doing some stuff. Regular dudes. Yes. Yeah, they just like women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They like having fun. <laughs> sounds, sounds kind of <laughs> real life. <isn't> <laughs> <laughs> they like kicking Do it. Do these black people exist? It's <laughs> <laughs> like kicking it. It's like loosely based off of some other Motherfuckers, we know. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Based upon, <laughs> and that's the fun part. It's all based upon real stories that happen here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. about real things that happen. And people who saw it's like, man, that's us. That happened that's to me. Saying, if you see you this, know? if you see the show, mm -hmm. hang out with David and L and all. This, it is them. <laughs> it is fucking them. It is totally and it's them. just fun, man. It's just, and it was a joy to work with people you care about, you love, right. and to create something. Mm -hmm. And so we just get better at our craft. We just right. kept going, and we kept going and getting better at our expertise of what we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now we're Did so you bring happy. Steve back, or who did you end up having? No, we had some other um, um, DPs, okay. which we brought to the table, mm -hmm. um, who did an excellent job. Uh -huh. And um, we're able to um, also use the top-of-the-line equipment. Um, we use some Sony F, uh, F55 cameras, yeah. which are 4K. Yeah, that's better than so, the red. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have some beautiful images, okay. and we feel the film is slick. We were able to go to, um, you know, when Ketchup was open. We used mm -hmm. all these incredible sets. We shot at Geisha House. Mm -hmm. We shot up in the hills of Hollywood. We shot on billboards in Hollywood. Remember okay, hold on. Okay. hold on. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, yes. I gotta tell the story. <laughs> so Trip. So LaMonica Garrett, who stars in it, is is also a, LM. a big model. Mm -hmm. I mean he's gorgeous, right? So he had a billboard out. What was that? Hennessy? What the fuck was it? Who was that? It was I think Some it was a vodka. vodka kettle one. Yeah. He had a billboard on Sunset Boulevard, like mm -hmm. in the fucking heart of it. Mm -hmm. Let me show you how bold David is. Now we had another we had another guest on, this dude Carlos Hardy. Mm -hmm. And Carlos was talking about 
fuck it. Why not just do it? This is David. David's the same way. David's mm-hmm. like, fuck it. Let's just do it. And I'm like, do we have a permit? Oh, fuck that, right? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We ain't doing this shit. David's like, watch me. <laughs> Let me tell you. I learned some shit. Trip. Let me show you how bold he is. This motherfucker got, what, five, six, seven of us. Mm-hmm. We pull up in the fucking car to unload. He already had the shot set up. Motherfucker brought a ladder. They climbed up the ladder. All the dudes in suits because they were <laughs> in a sharp suit. look. Uh-huh. In suits, they stood up because it was supposed to be like the end a of the celebration. Film or whatever. Yeah, a big celebrate. What y'all drinking? Diamond shit, whatever. Yeah, they they <laughs> drinking uh, 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 champagne. Champagne. <laughs> they pouring the shit in front of the billboard. Took the shot. No cops came. Nobody. We were out there like an hour. Exactly <laughs> doing the shit because no one, there, no one really looks up. They really don't. I would have never have taken the chance. <laughs> this motherfucker. This motherfucker. I already had an already had excuse. But this look, this look the fabulous. production value that mm-hmm. it gave oh my us. Yes. It took us oh skyrocketed through the roof. When I yes. went to meet with one of the producers of Entourage, mm-hmm. they were like, oh my God, if you keep doing this level of production, he said, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And um, that was Wayne Kamara. Mm-hmm. He's um, one of the um, physical production producers at Entourage. Mm-hmm. So that's when I knew we had something big, mm-hmm. and that was just from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And um, much of what here you were saying is but that you did that a lot. Thank you, man. This what motherfucker is not afraid to do some shit. <laughs> I'm always like, mm. yeah, we shot this crazy <laughs> scene. You're sweating like we shot a yeah. scene. Um, I think this was because we kept shooting, mm-hmm. and um, I think Hill, you were you were doing another shoot at that time. Mm-hmm. We shot a scene when a girl was bare chested on Sunset Boulevard. No, you did not. Yes, on Sunset Boulevard. On Sunset Boulevard, and one of the actors said, "How the hell do you keep getting these people to take their clothes off?" <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, this is what it what it needs." <laughs> Shout out to. Uh, Melanie Mosley, who killed that scene. Right. She plays the character Butch Cassidy. Mm-hmm. She plays the lesbian. Hey, Melanie. She killed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, great oh, she comedic was in the original, right? Is that Melanie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's um, in the very opening scene with Jackson okay. beating him. And she's a great comedic actress, mm-hmm. a great timing. But it was just, just keeping it real. It's about having balls. Right. And so, if anything, we feel it's one of your lines in the movie. There you go. So we just—it's about having balls, about going for what you want to do, and that's mm-hmm. what we did from the very beginning of this project into the very end. Right. We want to go for what we can go through. That's what we started our own company. That's mm-hmm. what we all put our own money in. That's what we wanted to tell our own stories. Right. These are stories about us, our fellas. You know, someone you may know. You mm-hmm. know, like when the girls are sitting around the table. You know, mm-hmm. talking about, talking about dudes, a yeah. shriveled dick or something. You right, know, right, something right. girls talk about. Oh, Ashley Larry. Can <laughs> <laughs> you believe when he pulled that out? It was two inches. <laughs> With a condom on. Uh-huh. Anyway, after I fucked him. <laughs> it's real. It was it's stories real. like that. Yeah. You know, just crazy nice. stories you would hear. You know, people talk about in dating. So we mm-hmm. just wanted to show the realness, the rawness <laughs> of, 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 of having fun as a young people. With the dick and the balls in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she says he had the dick and the balls I in the car. did him anyway. <laughs> well, we're here. Exactly. She said that was the safest sex Her ever had. Her delivery was perfect. Was <laughs> Shout out to Tangerine. She yeah, killed Tangerine. Oh, she killed Great God. actress. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, um, so who's the girl who's starting? The really beautiful one. The one huh. that... um. That, that Josh loved. He, he oh, had a yeah. Fresh Randa home. Walker. Oh, my God. Randa, shout out to dude. you, sweetheart. You are beautiful. She's in uh, a lot of the commercials you see with Kevin Hart when they're mm-hmm. a young couple mm-hmm. and they're driving the car, mm-hmm. some of the car commercials. Mm-hmm. You'll see her a lot of places. Uh, Randy Branch, who plays the love interest of Sean Pullman, mm-hmm. who's 3D. <clears throat> and um, she's on um, 
uh, Originals. She's on oh, that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of people are branching out, doing a lot of exciting things. Perfect time. Yeah. Perfect time. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. A lot of time. So um, I just want to just come in and just talk about the exciting things we're doing right. with that project of just showing that you know you get some smart people together, mm-hmm. you put your money together, and the way technology is now, we can execute and bring to the marketplace Absolutely. the best product possible. Mm-hmm. And especially with Netflix and with HBO Online, a lot of different things has taken place for the artist to get his work out. Yes. And so it's going to be, who's going to be the king of content? Mm-hmm. I want to be one of the kings of content. Right. You want to create your own mm-hmm. content because there's going to be so many channels mm-hmm. that people are going to be able to decide what they want to see. Right. People are going to want to see different images on television. Exactly. They're going to get tired of seeing the same oh faces. The same spectrum, color spectrum that they see on network. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who you got on the show right now. <laughs> color spectrum uh, needs to be varied. Okay. Thank you. Some variety. Thank you. Just give me some variety. Give this me somebody who looks like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me another story. I'd mm-hmm. love to see some Chinese stories. Oh, God, yes. Some Chinese or Japanese guys yeah. doing a hip hop story. Just oh show me God, something yes. original, something unique. One of the things David did, because I remember we talked about it early <clears throat> and when he was working on the script was um, the role you gave for Jimmy was there yeah. from the get-go. He's like, I'm, I'm writing a role mm-hmm. for a white dude because we always have some white dude hanging yeah. out with us. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we? Right. It's normal. Right. You're in fucking L.A. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I think that's a smart move. Just uh-huh. a bunch of black dudes, uh-huh. you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And you got a bunch of white girls in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had everybody because that's the true Latino melting pot of that's the way that, That's real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have all these different cliques of people and people always people always think with black people that we always just hang with black people. Mm-hmm. But when I hang out with black people, they got everybody hanging out. Mm-hmm. Right. You go to a party right. at some black person's house, you mm-hmm. got Asian people showing up. Mm-hmm. You got white people showing up. You got mm-hmm. the biracial people showing up. You mm-hmm. got everybody showing everybody. up. You know, and like to me, that's normal. So when I'm watching TV and films, and I don't see that, and you're, you're like, supposed to, be, and you're supposed to be taking place on the West Coast mm-hmm. or on the East Coast, it's like it's not, it's not realistic. So you've already lost me in your story, sure. yeah, because it doesn't look, it doesn't feel authentic. Mm-hmm. People got upset at me because I wasn't in Friends. I'm like, you're in the village. In New York, and you tell me you don't have no black friends on Friends. Thank you. Come on. Okay. I'm just like, okay, I just, that's just a keep whole other show, Jack. I know, but so, <laughs> so what ours is that we wanted to keep it real. We mm-hmm. wanted to keep it sexy. Mm-hmm. We wanted to keep it hot. We wanted to keep the um, quality second to none, mm-hmm. and that's why we hired certain professionals to make sure we execute. At the same time, we wanted to have fun. I'm so glad you, you know? said bringing sexy. Because one of the things I don't get oh, to see all his things are on television, <laughs> especially especially when it comes to like people of color, is the sexuality. Mm-hmm. It's like we miss out on that. It's like some of the most funnest things and just the, the great act, and we just miss out on so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And we need to see color folk up there having love, making love, mm-hmm. and, and, and being full human beings on mm-hmm. screen. I mean, I talk about the movie, uh, I recently took my mom to go see Addicted, because she wanted to go see it, okay? <laughs> I took my mom to see Addicted. I didn't, go, I didn't want to take her, because, you know, it's a Zane, <laughs> yeah, Zane material. Post. So you know what's going to be in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So here I take my seven-year-old mother. <laughs> oh, baby. And this is my mom. This is, God bless her. She's oh. like... We have to support black product and black there movies. And, and, there's, and there's actors and actors in there that I really like and I want to see that. I'm like, but Ma, do you know the storyline? <laughs> oh, I know it's a romantic story and <laughs> she has no these book. relationships. <laughs> and my thought was, and at first I said, no, um, you know, see when your friends go see that. And then mm-hmm. finally, no one went to go see it with her. So I took my mom 
and and there were you know it was men and women in the audience mm. and they enjoyed and what i think was a revelation was that the audience was so hungry no matter what people think of the mm-hmm. the the, the storyline of mm-hmm. addicted or whatever sure. or where the source material comes from mm-hmm. seeing black sexuality mm. Seeing Cuban sex, because you know Will, William mm-hmm. Levy, mm-hmm. oh my God, he's a beast. Mm-hmm. All that Cuban. But they had the multiracial cast, like there yeah. were different people in there, and it, and there was the sexuality, and it was so, it, to me it was very liberating to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And my mom was excited Happy about it too. Mm-hmm. She was just like, wow, you know, we, and of course me being uncomfortable, like, oh boy, here, <laughs> okay, here come a dick scene. <laughs> Let me get let me get into this popcorn right here. <laughs> but I, I walked out of there thinking, my God, that's what I'm missing from from yeah. film. So I'm so glad you're putting that in mouthpiece because I want to see that. Thank you. And, and Thank see you. beautiful, beautiful yeah, it's, people. And it's done when it's necessary. It's and not, titties on the street. I mean? <laughs> Let's have more of that. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's a great line. How do you keep getting these people to take their clothes off? I'm like, it's that just, is a quote. In the scene, but real life, we take clothes yes. off. Yes. You know, we have fun. Yes. We get sexual. We yes. get intimate. We get. Mm-hmm. We have real people having real situations talking about real things that matter you know and talking about you know the repercussions of having a one-night stand yes and you know why would you do this why would you break our trust Mm -hmm. and him being able to have to answer that right you know like what's wrong with me you know Mm -hmm. and so that's what we wanted to answer when we went into the feature right you know and 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 being and being vulnerable i love that one of the characters he's talking with his lady and he just says you know i'm sorry i love women Mm -hmm. and she's like these women here for you, you know, when you mm-hmm. went broke, when I had your back. Uh-oh, you know, are we quoting an Angie Stone song? <laughs> <laughs> and he has to come confront that, you know. Mm-hmm. He has to be open enough to say that he is scared. You know, mm-hmm. he is scared of commitment okay. and mm-hmm. that things change, he feels, when you put a ring oh, on. Oh, God, it's so good to see vulnerability in men and just, mm-hmm. oh, God, I love that. Thank you for writing that. Okay, our mascot is over here. <laughs> Abby, Abby is over here. Like I don't know what y'all are talking about. I got this itch on my ear. I Abby. love that dog. <laughs> she's our she's our our, our mascot oh, yeah. who hangs out she's with crazy. us. So. <laughs> so funny. It's like who is that scratching? Abby. <laughs> now can we get into this program? The um, yeah, I was just about to okay. Go ahead, go right ahead. I want right. to hear about this. So let's let's talk about. So we know you've you've directed mm-hmm. lots of videos mm-hmm. and commercials and mm-hmm. like you said the WWE and all that stuff mm-hmm. and of course mouthpiece the movie which is coming out. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what's next. Um, we know Mouthpiece is next, mm-hmm. but let's talk about um, your program that you have. Let's tell everybody what it is and where they okay. can go on. Right. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> speaking of just keeping in line with the movie Mouthpiece, sure. once again, in that we want to be able to tell our own stories. Mm-hmm. It's important for minorities to tell their own stories. Mm-hmm. And so you tell those true stories. Mm-hmm. And that's a way of empowering you know, all of us. Sure. First thing in warfare, what are the first things they do? They control the airwaves. Right. They control oh. the narrative. The propaganda. So we mm-hmm. need to be able to control our own narrative. Mm-hmm. No matter how small it is, mm-hmm. it's never small. It's That's real enough. talk. Right. And so what mm-hmm. I wanted to do is give opportunity to kids that I didn't have opportunity. Okay. Um, my background in North Carolina, I used to go to different um, boys and girls clubs, projects, and teach inner city youth um, how to videotape and make their own films. Really? Yeah, so oh, okay. I did that. So I'm learning and, all kinds of new shit about <laughs> <laughs> So I went to the project, and we made some great documentaries. Really? And it just, you just see the light turn on mm-hmm. for these people. When I came in with all this equipment, and I'm sure people are like, hey, coming in, okay, what do you got here? Mm-hmm. And then, but then you will see all the wannabe thugs or whatever, some real thugs, 
come in and they will come into class and you would see them tell their own story. Mm, they just right. want to be heard. You know, mm-hmm. this is why I do this. Right. You don't always want to be misconstrued or right. misrepresented. Right. There's a story behind that facade. Sure. Mm-hmm. There's a story behind why they have to do what they do. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, man, that just opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. And so when I was sitting here one day, that's why I said it's great when you have adversity, when you have downturn. Mm-hmm. It makes you have self-reflection. Mm-hmm. So I said, what made me my happiest? World was I really my true self. Mm-hmm. I said it was when I was giving back. Right. And so someone said to me the other day, but doesn't you don't you feel that takes away from you going after your goal of making films and making movies say and that to television? Me all the time. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. actually it complements it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, um, you want to be a shining light in some kind of darkness. Right. You want to bring the light. You want to be able to give something back. You want to give mm-hmm. some hope. Mm-hmm. And so last year I created a program called the Brave New World Program. Mm-hmm. And um, I put the idea out. Me and um, Darrell uh, Patel, he um, was one of the Sony specialists there. He's now with Cineverse, master technician with cameras. Mm-hmm. And we, we said, you know, we're tired of seeing the same white faces behind the cameras mm-hmm. instead of, and also in front of the cameras, mm-hmm. as well as making it decisions and executives. Mm-hmm. So we want to change. What, how is a reason why we met? What are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. So we said, I think this is what we're meant to do. So I created this program to be able to teach youth that there is a career behind the camera. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to spark some interest with kids, you know, mm-hmm. 17 to 24. Okay. We now have changed to 18 to 24, but we wanted to start a dialogue, so to speak, mm-hmm. to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so we started the program. Sony Electronics was so gracious to get behind us. They gave us a studio. Nice. They what? gave us F55 cameras, what? top of the line, and F65 cameras. What? And then we, I created a program in which we first, the first week we teach them writing structure. Mm-hmm. Then we teach them the art of the camera itself, the F55. We mm-hmm. show them what the F55 can do. Mm-hmm. Then we take them on the set and we just let them loose and let their minds go free. And when you give a task to a young person, believe me, they'll blow you away of what they're able to create. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And then we take away certain things. So we'll take away something and see how they're able to create. So this time ah. we took away, you can't use dialogue. You can't use sound. You can use sound, but it can be music. You can't use dialogue. Okay, I was going to say, mm. that shit is smart as fuck. Because okay. you and I know, um, and you know too, you get on the motherfucking set, and some sh- shit will break, goes wrong. or something goes wrong, mm-hmm. you you thought you had this location, right. all, did we not go through that mm-hmm. shit? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody's there, and they're like, or your time oh, limit comes we up. We decided like, we don't want you guys to shoot here. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are you going to do? That's mm-hmm. brilliant. I'm mm-hmm. glad you're doing that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. And uh, much to your point is that they had to learn to be able to do things Expeditious mm-hmm. and fast. Mm-hmm. So we said two groups are going to create two different films. You're going to shoot it in one day. They're like one day. <laughs> like, oh yeah, one day. I said I shot a exactly. film. You know, of course, I was yeah. blowing the horn from that. Uh-huh. Right. Say, hey, I shot a film in five days. Don't tell me you can't shoot a short film uh-huh. in five hours. Right. So you amp up the fire. You sure. know, because you know pressure bust pipes. Let's what see what they can do. Uh-huh. Let's see how, what they can create. And man, they came through like gangbusters. Yeah. I mean. From that point, we're able to have both crews shoot in one day. Wow. So we shot two, two um, five-minute films mm-hmm. in one day uh, without dialogue and mm-hmm. all told through the power of story. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they so you got to be visual. Well. Visual, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much so. It has so. to convey mm-hmm. everything without the dialogue, mm-hmm. you know. And they both told profound stories. One was about alcohol alcoholism Mm -hmm. and another one was about the loss of a parent Mm -hmm. and um the young lady uh her name is falda 
she's from Syria and mm. she just came from war torn Syria, the mm. civil wow. war. Mm. And well, her thing was, she came to me, she said, this can't be real. Everyone's telling me no one's going to let me touch a camera. Um, mm. this, is this, a is this some kind of, um, um, scam or something? Scam, right, exactly. Right, she right. says, is this a scam? Are you trying to get people to the studio? What's right, going on here? Right. <laughs> I said, no, just come, just come be a part of it. And then she came to me at the end and said, David, you changed my life. Oh, really? that's, that's all I had to hear. I have to give him another high five. I know. <laughs> but see, this is the type of stuff that I love because it's like when you're an artist and you're studying your craft, you have to pay it forward and you have to reach back and sure. teach the young ones because for people to be able to, I mean, if you study people, if you study the history of how Hollywood was created, basically it's groups of people working together and then pulling their resources and then reaching back and creating a community mm-hmm. that people can come up and learn and learn and learn and keep pulling people up. And what happens is nowadays we don't have that type of mentorship, mm-hmm. especially for young people of color. Sure. That, that young lady from Syria and she's sitting there telling you, we get to touch the cameras, we get to do this, mm-hmm. that you're giving them opportunity you're just showing that light to them mm-hmm. just no telling what she's gonna come up with exactly and who she's gonna pay it back to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and just being able to tell her story so this is one how, my question is how did the kids get chosen like how do they um, well, um, first of all I had them write a paragraph telling me why do you feel you need to be chosen for this program mm-hmm. right away I can find out who's serious and who's not mm-hmm. and um, we had a lot of people apply but this is what we had to change for this year. What are you looking um, for? What are you, what are you... I'm looking for, first of all, um, self-starters. People oh, okay. who, who know that what they want and going you know, out some to Mark get Cuban it. Cuban okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want I, you to be like, I, 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 I will do this 24 hours a day. Right. <laughs> or either just someone who wants to tell a story. Yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to be a filmmaker. Okay. Everyone has a story inside of them. Right. Everyone has something to say, has something to, um, to tell. Mm-hmm. Our youngest student, his name was Eric Williams, he was a shy student, and he came to me. His father said, since he's been taking this course, his teacher says he is turned around completely. Really? He's now extroverted. He's laughing. Really? He's talking to other students. Mm-hmm. He went from sitting in the back of the class for Brave New World to being up front, mm-hmm. holding the camera, shooting scenes. Mm-hmm. So this is a way for people to really to be really open up mm-hmm. really and understand and that they have on. power. Right. This camera is powerful. When you shoot it, it does things, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know that story can be told to thousands, millions mm-hmm. of people around the world, mm-hmm. and that's so empowering, and that's why I want to give to young people, know that you right. have a power, you have a story, mm-hmm. and so um, last year, we focused on film, mm-hmm. this year, we want to show the art of the pilot, the art of television mm-hmm. sitcom, right. the art of the drama pilot, mm-hmm. So what they're going to do, we're going to divide them into two teams. There's going to be 10. How many, how many students total? Or? We're going to do about 10 students. Okay. okay. And they're going to be in teams of five. Mm-hmm. Some students are going to star in it. One student is going to direct. We have another one going to be a DP. Another one's going to be a producer. Another one's going to be a writer. Oh, wow. And they may well write together. Mm-hmm. But all I care about is they work as a team. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're going to make um, their television sitcom our pilot, drama, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be cut into a five-minute, 10-minute presentation. Oh, a wow. pilot presentation. Wow. Wow. And so it comes That's straight from that. their minds. Yeah. You know, straight from um, their idea, their thought, their creativity mm-hmm. of what kind of TV show that these young people would like to see on television. Mm-hmm. What is their voice? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do they want to see that reflects them? What do they mm-hmm. think is funny? What do they think that makes them cry? What it makes them laugh? Right. You know, so that's what I'm excited about mm-hmm. because we're in the golden age of television mm-hmm. like never before. Oh my right God, now. yes. We're going to have thousands of channels and so people can be able to choose what they want to see, when they want to see it, sure. when they want to binge watch on right. it. And so it can be like more choices than ever. Right. And so now is the time. Because HBO is doing it now, so yeah. know, that's going to be the problem. It's going to be Netflix. huge. It's going to change the game. The game yeah. has already changed. It's mm-hmm. already out the bag, so mm-hmm. the studios need to jump 
on it yeah. and then left behind like Blockbuster yeah. or Pacific yeah. Bell. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the home who telephone. Kids today never who heard who of that. Who that is? Why would I have who a Blockbuster yeah. telephone? Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> I can take a telephone with me. I don't what? need a home telephone. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> So I just thought it was important. Um, and so, um, it's just, it feels so empowering to me just to be able to be a blessing to someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. How can I help someone else? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to turn around to help me in the future. You know, mm-hmm. these are it the will. people we're going to be working with. It will. Mm-hmm. And so it just, just feels good, you know, to try to make a difference in some kind yeah. of way. I mean, that's kind of why, you know, I started teaching too. I saw Lisa teach and I, I still pump her up as probably the best teacher I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that's I right. really mean that. I've been to the gurus. I've taken mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. You know me. I'm I've seen freaking, you in the classes. I'm a workaholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's a beast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, if I could even get half of that the way that she does it. Mm-hmm. Because my intention is, it's kind of like what Rob Edwards does. Right. Where where he, he teaches his thing because he, do, he doesn't want to see any more bad scripts anymore. Yes. I'm tired of reading bad scripts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <laughs> I've read over probably 1,500, 1,600 scripts in my life. Mm. And, you know, I probably have heard over 1,500 pitches Mm -hmm. you know so i'm there's a lot of shit in my head that i need to give people Mm -hmm. you know so this became a venue for us to Mm -hmm. be like Mm -hmm. because you know when we're teaching at obs Mm -hmm. or anywhere else we Mm -hmm. always have to kind of watch what we say and we Mm -hmm. can't say motherfucker we can't Mm -hmm. do whatever Mm -hmm. here we can just let it go Mm -hmm. and say whatever we want to say and Mm -hmm. and and still give people game Mm -hmm. and educate at the same time Mm -hmm. so this was like the perfect medium at least for both of us to Mm -hmm. to get on here and Give back mm-hmm. in that type of way, you know, Beautiful. and have now, people now to have, to have all ac- over the world. just to have mm-hmm. access you know? to that information. Like you said, some of these kids who are coming in here, no one's really said, "Hey, you can do this and come inside." Here are the keys to the kingdom. Oh, Get beautiful. in where you fit in. Mm-hmm. And just that's the, what they need. That exactly. And and this year is so different because we're bringing them in. On an active business day on the lot. Yes. How many people get that? Wow. Okay. You get to come on Sony's lot and feel that energy. Feel of that what energy. It's like. You're seeing yeah. all the movie executives. Mm-hmm. You're seeing all the actors. Mm-hmm. You going. You can you're say, a part yeah, of it. you're mm-hmm. a part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm in lot eight. We're on mm-hmm. here shooting mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Think how that feels right. to a person and emboldens them. Mm-hmm. And knowing at the end of the product, at the end of the project, you're going to have a product that yes. speaks to what you can do. Right. All of my students now are either in film school mm-hmm. or they're working on films and television wow. shows. Right. Nice. Uh, they're at production houses. So this is a springboard mm-hmm. for young people to take Absolutely. it and jump to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, you people, the little ones out there from from Teacher Merit's class, <laughs> we expect good things Teacher from Merit. you. Yes. We we expect good things from you guys because we we definitely need your voices. And God bless you for having. And Sony too, saying, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, come on and That's do this. That huge. is. Everybody I know is looking for. A venue, and you mm-hmm. found like the best venue. Thank you. And you I, if, I mean? if you could please on the lot, yes. If you could share the word, I mean, oh, I just want it. many people to know my, as possible. Yeah. If you I've just go to Facebook, on my Facebook page okay. Too, yeah. If you go to Facebook, look up the Brave New World program. It's that simple, and you'll be then sent to the website. It's Wix.com, Brave New World program. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also see the YouTube films of films we've already done. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. You can also apply for the program. We made this year. It's important. We made an application fee because, unfortunately, with some young people, they'll apply, and you'll say, okay, you know what? You're part of the program. Mm-hmm. You know what? Some people didn't even show up. Really? Okay. You know what? <laughs> you know what? That's crazy. Wow. So it's like you went through all of this. I, the first year, I took all the money out of my pocket and paid mm-hmm. for it personally mm-hmm. because even if someone gives you a venue, it still is a lot of you oh, know, yeah. cost and 
Sure. Kurt. And I did it joyfully out of my heart. Me and Patel, we put the money forward. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to take your time and effort, you want to make sure people appreciate it. Right. And so you can't make everything free because then it's no longer appreciated. I think you're you understand right this. Is yeah. Especially younger people, yeah. they don't have that. They have that, I don't care. My parents are paying for it. What do we tell yeah. people? Yeah. Invest in yourself. Because when you do invest and put money in yourself, you are more likely to act on it. Because mm-hmm. you don't put some money into that. Exactly. Like it's real and you commit it to that. We make and it very accessible though. It's only a $20 application fee. It means mm-hmm. that, hey, I'm serious about right. applying for this program. Right. I feel that I'll be an asset to this program. Right. And that you're serious about coming in. It's a six-week program. We meet only once a week. But we're meeting for five hours. Just want to say the star um, mentor we had last year was mm-hmm. Kenan Ivory sure Wayne. It was oh that's huge. Yeah, yes. You blasted that on Facebook. <laughs> yes. All those little sound bites. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yes. So we had the he iconic film. Yeah. Oh, man. He was running at how you run and gun and make the best out of a situation right. when you're there of how he shot the scene for Winky Dinky Dog, which uh-huh. is iconic. Winky because they did because he was there when he they did that uh-huh. they did a guerrilla style and did it and he has proof and and from there he built his career exactly so it's wonderful to have that person who's like look i'm not bullshitting y'all this i've done this do okay mm-hmm. and it was speaking on how you you work with actors and how to create the characters and how you work as a director and how you get things in place as a producer and it was just beautiful just hearing it from this source who's been there, done it, and who's mm-hmm. branded himself. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of people we bring. We brought also Tony Judkins, mm-hmm. who was the vice president of TV One. Oh, and wow. she came and explained from the executive point of view what they're looking for. Right. So it's important when you make a product that the product is going to be placed. Right. And what are you trying to say with this product? Mm-hmm. Do you think this product is going to actually get viewed? And make mm-hmm. sure you're also a business person. It's called show business. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't just create something selfishly that doesn't get the light of day right. you want to have something that's going to tell your story mm-hmm. if you get 30% of your message out there mm-hmm. that's 30% of your message Absolutely. Mm-hmm. instead of 100% of nothing because right. you still like you said before you want to entertain mm-hmm. well want- it's funny because like even on this show I haven't talked to you about I mean, we're like way past 20,000 people now <laughs> oh, listen to the show. hello those anyway, people <laughs> and um, it's funny because we are if you look at our what is the metrics or whatever of mm-hmm. where we are and how many people? It's ridiculous. Mm. We're in fifty states. Wow. Probably twenty countries mm. all over the world. Wow. I mean, crazy. It's always like twenty people in Japan, mm-hmm. thirty people in Australia. I mean, it's crazy. And but when you look on our Twitter, we don't have a lot of people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I know people are listening. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and I've told Lisa before, I don't really trip on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do I get one? Mm. Is one person listening? Could mm. you see we we always get like the same three to five mm-hmm. people always retweeting or mm-hmm. responding or making comments mm-hmm. all the time? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm cool with just those people right there. Mm-hmm. I know other people. Some people are just more like, eh, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, all I need is those motherfuckers who who are here mm-hmm. and constantly like, oh my god, you guys. But that's how I, that's how empires are built. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we just keep chipping away, chipping away. You don't know when that explosion is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're staying true to yourself, and what you do here is exceptional because you're showing people. Well, we said the craft mm-hmm. of writing, the craft of creating content, the craft, and showing the blueprint of getting A to B. I sure. think mm-hmm. so many people just want to know how can I get from here and get to there to tell my story. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think. Um, Programs such as this, where we're doing the Brave New World, I'm sure mm-hmm. you have other people come on mm-hmm. to tell their experience. Right. And it's so important for anybody who's at home writing a story, I, has a video camera, what do I need to do? Yeah, Where definitely. can I go? Mm-hmm. 
So if you kids out there, excuse me, I say kids. No, <laughs> we call them kids. <laughs> Anybody 18 to 24 in Los Angeles, Orange County, any Ventura, if you can make it out to Sony Pictures, we have a program for you. Go to Facebook.com, look up the Brave New World program. Apply today, and so you can have opportunity to tell when your story. When is it again? What year? Um, this is the second year of the program. We're going to start the program in November. November. Okay. Oh, it's and just, oh, okay. Yeah, it's coming up soon. Yeah, right. so they need right. to apply now, okay. and then we're going to pick the people by the end of November, and then we start shooting, and we go all the way to the end of January. Okay. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. All right. That is so okay. great. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to design. Okay, got it. So we have a little we have a little break for the holidays, of course. Sure, sure, sure. But that we have everything designed for a purpose. You have that break to write your story. And you and notice how he did it right when pilots are about to come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you want to you want to keep it exciting so we can give it out to people. You know, mm-hmm. just to let the let people see what the kids are doing during sure. the pilot season, mm-hmm. as well as um, because that's the season. People need to know who you are, mm-hmm. and from there, if you can work as a PA. Um, during a pilot, mm-hmm. that that's that much you know better as well. Sure. So it's just keeping in tune with the season, understanding the environment you're in, understanding the um, the profession that you're in. Mm-hmm. We're doing pilots because it's pilot season, and this is the golden age of television. Okay, understand Let that. And and the program's free, right? Yep, it's a free. Okay, program. you know what? You know F-R-E. what? I will I will I will stab you in your forehead if you are between the ages of eighteen and twenty four and you do not take advantage of this of being on the Sony lot, which is actually a really fun lot. I have to say, when I've been on it before years ago, but you know, take advantage to be there, and it's a free program, and you get something to put to your resume. You have something in your hand that you have produced, and once again, if you do not take advantage of this. When I, if I see you <laughs> and you did not take advantage of this golden opportunity, I will take off, I will stab you in the forehead <laughs> with whatever's nearby. If I'm in a restaurant eating spaghetti, there will be a spaghetti noodle I'll outside your head. When I see the news, I'll, I'll at least you know what? Again. If you see me on the news, it's because somebody who did not take advantage mm-hmm. of a free program mm-hmm. to be with professionals mm-hmm. and, and get that. Like, you know what? I, I, have, I feel no, I feel no pity for people. Who are given the you call? Don't the who, you don't I don't pity fool. Who who is given the call and you don't heed the call? Uh-huh. You you a big dummy. You a big <laughs> test tube baby dummy. Well, I want to make an announcement right here, right What's here up? today. Uh-oh. I want to invite you, heal your guests, and you, Lisa, to the program to speak. Shut to up! Kids. Oh, fuck you better shut up. <laughs> you better shut up. Because I mean, there's no more writers than I respect than you two who know the craft mm-hmm. of writing television. Cool. And I think it's important people hear from writers who've been there, who've done that. Mm-hmm. And I'm also talking to Lena Waite. I would love for you yeah. to come down. Yeah. Yeah. And come down What's and up, Lena? speak to <laughs> the uh, kids and show them the craft of writing a well-crafted sitcom mm-hmm. or um, dramatic story. Yeah. And then we're going to take that story and then we're going to cut it down so it can be presented properly. Right. So they need to understand story structure. Exactly. So I would love and be honored if um, writers such as we're yourself can come Oh, yeah, definitely. Speak. Anytime with young people and paint it forward. Like we had our, our last guest that we had last time was John Wesley. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is, 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 what he believes in is what I believe in, too, is not only being an artist, but being an activist for activating young minds. Yeah. And anytime you can reach young people and just give them that opportunity and just know that. It's here for you if you want it. Mm. Now, you can bring a horse to water, of course, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> you know? Find that out. But I, I swear to you, I wish I would have known there was a program like this okay. when I was young. Come, I okay. would jump on. And if you, honestly, if you cannot find $20, 
find a way to get that $20. Okay, you know what you I can't mean? find $20. I know you're not going to be able to come anyway. You're not going <laughs> to come once a week yeah. and drive down to Culver uh-huh. City through traffic. But we want to make it out there for the serious people who really want opportunity. Okay. If you seriously want an opportunity, here's the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I want to make it easy as possible. Mm-hmm. I want to make it more dynamic as possible. It's fun. It's creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- when did you get to work with these kind of cameras? When Kenning came down, he was blown away because these cameras are revolutionary. Mm-hmm. But Stan, you have a camera that can give you motion picture quality right there in front of you for only $30,000. Shit Spielberg reusing it too. Exactly. They used it in Oblivion and Tom Mm -hmm. Cruise. Oh my God, yeah. They're using these particular cameras for motion pictures. So I'm giving you these cameras to use to tell your story. And shoot it on the soundstage. On Uh the soundstage. So we're going to be moving. Um, We have the -the state-of-the-art dollies in which they're using now. Wow. And they're not even... It's going to be like real fucking movies. It's going to be a real sitcom in which you're shooting. We ain't got to use the old shopping cart (laughs) wheels with the camera. Around. Y'all get to use real shit, okay? <laughs> I mean, you see this setup is amazing. Wow. And um, and you'll learn how to break the camera down completely. Really? We're going to break the camera down, and you put the camera back together. Really? And oh so it's incredible. And with these F55 cameras, I can shoot this scene in here now without using lighting. That's what, what? blew Kenan Abiyan's oh mind. We don't have to use lights anymore. We can just bring a camera in. Just now, y- like now, this y'all, now. y'all done got sci-fi can, on me now. <laughs> I can just put a lavalier mic in you. We can shoot a motion picture in here now with us around what? the table. Wow. You don't need no, bones, no lights, no shotguns, no nothing. No, just wow. when you use a lavalier, the future you is do a here. separate channel for your sound, and so you don't can use I all that. that? <laughs> <laughs> I bring it back. I bring it back. <laughs> I'm gonna be gone for just a minute. We're gonna be on top of this billboard, and I'm gonna need you to come run through. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna let David do that. I'm gonna let David do it. But you see that man this seeing that power inside of your hand with yeah. how fast technology is moving is mind-boggling and so i was just so honored that they were able to let us help our community Definitely. and wow. so i just want to be thankful to sony for yeah, reaching big, out big, helping big the community helping just, other people let me come just be in. clear mm-hmm. I, I know i know your your focus is diverse right because we don't have anything but anybody who's under that age could no, 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 no. This is p- primarily for 18 and 24 minority students. Okay, cool. Okay. I just wanted to be yeah. clear. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is for minority students, and I'm including people from Middle East as well. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So we want to get different people. There's plenty of programs out there for all different people. Sure. This one's particularly for minority students in this area who don't mm-hmm. have opportunity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just okay. want to let people who are aspiring and who are um, wanting to tell a unique story. All right. Oh my gosh! That's well, so look. Exciting. On that note, thank you very much, David. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. All a right. lot of games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just love for kids to learn some shit. And when I say kids, about everybody. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. want kids to learn some shit. As long as they can learn, grow, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a clap back for us today? Well, I already gave it to you. Oh, that's right. We did it. Already. Rick, Walking Dead. <laughs> Rick, Rick, take care of your take care of your up. kids. <laughs> your deadbeat daddy. <laughs> Take care of them kids. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right here. I just saw her 10 minutes ago. But we need to get some. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. That's funny. That's funny. So um, where can people reach you at? Um, they can reach me at kingdavidfilms at aol.com. Mm-hmm. That's my email address. You can reach me at twitter.com slash kingdavidfilms. Mm-hmm. That's my Twitter. Um, you can reach me also um, at www.facebook.com, mouthpiece. The series, that's Mouthpiece, the film. Tell them, tell them where to see the, 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 the trailer again. Oh, the, yeah. The you fire go to reel. YouTube, mm-hmm. Excuse me. You go to YouTube, look up Mouthpiece, 
fire reel. Mm-hmm. You can see the fire it's reel, the trailer, trailer y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for Mouthpiece. That's going to be the new hot film coming out. It's going to be like Hangover meets Swingers meets Entourage. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um Meets Best Man's Holiday. I with, love with that good, film. With, good, <laughs> with good looking men folk and, and, good and, and women men, folk. Good looking men, good looking good women, women good looking transvestites, <laughs> good looking everybody. everybody. We got transgender. Look, shout we out got, to my friend Willem we got for playing the, that role. He killed it. He, he killed it. Oh my gosh. We got the queer family. We got everybody in there. Oh my God. We got nerds. Everybody. We got cool. Oh my it's gosh. It's just Hollywood. It's LA style. It's hot. It's I love sexy. It represents the full spectrum. I love yeah, it. We're just having fun. You know? And it's young. Young. You know? Some good Young, yeah. hot is what's up. That's what's up. Where you at, Lisa Lisa? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or you can also find me on bitchflix.com. Okay. Uh, you know, so if you want to, you know, read some of my stuff <laughs> while I'm writing about film criticism. With well, what the, are you writing about now? Guys. What's the one you're doing? Uh, right now I'm working on right now is uh, we have our theme month at the end of uh, next week. Starting next week on Bitchflix, they're going to be having uh, a theme of... Um, Basically, it's like demonic possession and mm. that kind of thing. So they're writing about she different. Fi- they, they're writing about different films <laughs> that have to deal with demonic possession okay. and what that means with the feminist gay. So just ah, understand mm, that okay, it's, a, it's, it's film criticism, but it's through a feminist lens. Right. So mm. as the black feminist that I am, which <laughs> is ba- which is basically <laughs> basically it's just me being who I am anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, true, if true. some people need a title, so okay, you can have it. <laughs> but uh, I'm probably going to be writing about. Uh, I don't want to say what it is now because I might change my mind. But okay. it basically it's going to be about something horrific and i'm going to talk about the subtext and i'm going to bring you some flavor so check me out on mm-hmm. bitch flicks i'll have more things coming out next coming weeks as soon as Ooh. i get done writing yes uh-huh. sir well wait. again i am your host hilliard guest and i just want to give a shout out to a couple of the big countries that have been hitting us mm. so i want to thank singapore ah. the united kingdom canada uk brazil ah. norway Dude, we are in some crazy places. I don't mean like crazy, crazy. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just crazy that At we're places there. I want to visit. So if you would like to, like, hook a sister up. <laughs> yeah, and you know, me, we can come we speak. Can, we can come couch you know, surf. Singapore is beautiful. And, and hang out. Speaking of Singapore, <laughs> you know, holla at a brother. Holla at a brother. You know, we like to come teach over but, there. Yeah, but thank you for listening <laughs> and supporting. And just, you know, hey, yeah. just listen to us talk about what we love to talk about. Definitely. Australia, they are, like, loving us over there. So that's what's up. I love to come um, back one day and speak hard with you guys when we talk about um, Hangman in the future. Oh my God! In the future, we'll talk. Oh my God! He's got okay. this fantastic well, horror script. Fuck it, we, we early. So look, <laughs> let's give him a little gist on Hangman. What, what's Hangman about? <laughs> give us how, the pre- yes. Tell what, us. What's, what's the deal with it? What's going on? Okay, <clears throat> Hangman is. Um, you ever look at those beautiful magnolia trees in the South? You know there are always some stories to tell, much mm-hmm. like the old poem of that strange fruit. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of our people have been lynched and um, burned alive in those trees. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to tell a story, a powerful story, about um, the things that happen in the bayou. Mm-hmm. And so I um, see story. Right there, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so we're like, yourself. if this mm-hmm. Bayou could talk, what kind of story would it tell? Mm-hmm. And if people could come back to life, what kind of stories would they tell? What mm-hmm. would they do? Right. And right. so we came up with the story of the hangman. Mm-hmm. It's about a young black man who um, becomes an illicit affair with a young white woman. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it's found out and they form a lynch party and mm-hmm. they go through the all through the town ransacking the town, burning it down, mm. looking for Bobby Higgins. Mm. Suddenly they find Bobby Higgins. He's running through the swamp and pow, he's shot in the back of his head mm. and they lynch him mm. 
and burn him alive right yeah. in front of his mother. Mm-hmm. He's yelling, he's screaming, he's kicking, and he falls into the swamp. Mm-hmm. And they shoot into the swamp, but his body never surfaces. Mm-hmm. Now, 30 years later, a young biracial lady named Rachel mm-hmm. is renovating a cabin in the very same place as the Black Massacre that took 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Her and a ragtime group is trying to renovate this cabin, and suddenly the body of the corpse of Bobby Higgins comes back to life to reap his bloody revenge and all mm. those who murdered him 30 mm. years ago. Mm. All right. That's that. That's that. <laughs> that was a good pitch. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, bro. Yeah, Bayou history, yeah. <laughs> black gore, horror, yeah. zombies. We have zombies. Yeah. We have voodoo. Mm. We have the interpersonal relationships that happen with the walking dead. What would you do in this chaotic situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be a hell of a uh, oh, graphic like novel. So are you, are you going to make it a graphic novel? Yes. Yeah, we're doing the graphic novel. We're going to do the artwork. The artwork, um, the first 10 panels should be done the end of December. Shout out to Roger Kiblinger. Um, we're working with um, my mentor who's giving us guidance as Rob Pryor. For people yes. who don't know Rob Pryor, he's with Heavy Metal. Mm-hmm. He's an iconic artist. Yes. He's working with Tech Nine right now. Mm-hmm. And he does some incredible artwork. So mm-hmm. he's um, helped mentoring us. Good. And we're doing, it's going to be a game changer. Oh, love we it. already shot the trailer. We have really? a live action trailer we shot with LaMonica Garrett, who's the hangman. It's incredible. <laughs> keep it in the family. Look. Okay. <laughs> we keep it in. We're like, up, we're like Scorsese and De Niro. That's what we're doing. Uh, that's right. what you got to do. That's, that's how you build. Movie. There we're you like go. Fuqua. He's about to be a big movie star. Yeah. It's about to happen. Fuqua like, and Denzel. Fuqua and Denzel. <laughs> yeah. We're keeping it like that. Mm-hmm. Love so we're it. very proud of it. It's going to be, we feel it's going to be iconic since you've seen it. You've never seen a character like this before. Okay. Mm. A tragic hero. Um, reaping total hell revenge on the man zombie <laughs> flip exactly everything on the man mm-hmm. so we're very proud of very Good. excited and I want to shout out to Lisa for giving great notes on voodoo mm-hmm. we're going to get yeah. into it next time yeah, yeah, yeah. she gave me the real gave me the because you know you guys got to make sure you get it right. Yeah. So if you're gonna put it in there, put it, make it right, make, make it right. And so we did our research and we did it right. Mm-hmm. Good. And so we just want to give a shout to her, shout it. to Hilliard for his great notes. Mm-hmm. And so I am um, so looking very forward proud to this. It. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm so glad right. you're doing the graphic novel first. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. smart. So I can get my comic Thank book you. on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can <laughs> spend, so I can spend my forty two dollars on that sick ass book. So we're thinking to your your point is that just want to shout out to the people. It's important we make intellectual property. Properties, mm-hmm. IP. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. If mm-hmm. you make a web series, it's the IP. That's the mm-hmm. new book. Yes. Make your IP so then you can do different things. Yeah. You can take a web series and make a TV show out of it. Shout out to Black and Sexy TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah with HBO deal. Right. You want to be able to make intellectual properties. So you have that, you have that book, the graphic novel, you have mm-hmm. that web series. Mm-hmm. You can make TV, you can make film. All the you different can do streams. All these different things. Yes. You can make sequels, you can make soundtracks. Make your intellectual properties. Learn that art. Shout out to Rob Pryor who's teaching me the art and intellectual properties. Yes. That's what the key. We'll talk about Hangman the next time. Yes. No able That's to let me come back. And when you film the movie, I just want the part, there they go right there. <laughs> there they go right there. He's right there. He's right there. That's all I want. Everybody's making a movie. I just want one line. That's all I got to do. And you just point. I just point. <laughs> you know? Oh, you looking for old Marsha's land up there? He's right there. There you go right there. You don't want to you don't, you don't wanna go up there. Don't like, go that and way. And of course, they're going to go we up there. We got to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hear us in here. We silly as hell. <laughs> so again, this is Hilliard Guest. You can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest yes, or sir. at ScreenwritersRR. 
Uh, if you guys want to email us, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Hell, your guest, the original mod. You know how we do it. <laughs> Skanking to the beat. You know how we do. Um, so thanks again, David Merritt. Thank you. You guys, please, when his movie comes out, go support yes. Mouthpiece. That's the shit. And again, if you're 18 to 24, check out his program. Y'all motherfuckers better be submitting. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on it. Don't get stabbed <laughs> in the forehead. <laughs> please, with a macaroni noodle. Please, okay. <laughs> Brave new world. Look for it. Um, Lisa, thank you very much. Yes, sir. So y'all know what to do. We're gonna do a thousand and two, mm-hmm. right? A thousand and two. Mm-hmm. That we do. Yeah, okay. that's the new one. One thousand and two. <laughs> so on this show, we keep it street. We keep it opinionated. We keep it wide. A, a thousand, thousand and two. two. Right, Peace, people. y'all. Ciao. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic, even the random. I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the ramp room. Ah.